Today, answers matter more than ever before. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage customer questions with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to work for any industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant. I understand we're in a, a very peculiar place. We just have to, you know, make sure that all our pieces are aligned first. And, um, you know, then we go from there. But it's the summertime, a lot of craziness going on in the NBA. You think? <laughs> and here we thought Dan Gilbert was only worried about LeBron wanting out of Cleveland. What's good? Welcome to the best 60 minutes of your day. Coming up, we'll be joined by new Knicks GM, Scott Perry, right on time, Vince Carter, Michael Phelps, and every NBA reporter we can find who can tell us what they know about maybe the most shocking development of an already wild NBA offseason, Jamel. Congratulations, Kobe Altman, on becoming Cleveland's new GM. And here's what you won, a complete crisis. As first reported by Brian Windhorst, Kyrie Irving has asked the Cavs for a trade per Windhorst, who will join us in a moment, hopefully. The trade request was made last week to owner Dan Gilbert. Sources told Windhorst that Irving wants to be in a situation where he is the centerpiece and he no longer wishes to play alongside LeBron James, who was supposedly blindsided by this story, and not just him. Look at this nice little tweet from Kevin Love. Life is amazing, no complaints. Things are a little peculiar, hit the word choice, but no complaints. Now go kick some rocks. Is that his followers or people or asking him? Kyrie or is that Kyrie Irving? I'm not sure. Does this make sense to you? Because it doesn't to me. It makes sense to me. Please, enlighten um, me. Okay, I'm not saying I would do it. If I'm playing alongside LeBron James, I would want to do that as long as possible. But I get it. I get it because, and I told you this before when we discussed uh, what Kyrie Irving had to say during the finals when he was talking about how he had to suppress some of who he was and some of his ability to play alongside somebody that great. When you feel like you have greatness inside of you, even if you're playing alongside, alongside somebody as great as LeBron, you want to know if you can do it on your own. You want to know it if you can do it as the centerpiece and not just the sidekick. And, yes, yeah, some people can call that selfish. Other people yeah. can call that confident, uh-huh. right? Some, it depends on which way you want to look at it. Look, a lot of people maybe aren't meant to play that kind of role. It takes a special person. We've learned this throughout LeBron's career. It takes a special person and mentality to play with him. That's not to suggest that it's his fault, but it is to suggest, much like when Kobe broke apart from Shaq, that sometimes you want to see you want to see your own potential fully realized. And so to me, that's what this is about. That it's not personal. It's about maybe Kyrie Irving wanting to fulfill his own dreams absent of LeBron James. I'll tell you what I think about it in a minute. Let's get Brian Windhorst, what he knows about this right now. Uh, Wendy, what's the latest that you have? I know your phone's been blowing up. I know you're still working this story. What's the latest that you can add to this developing story? Well, from what I understand, this meeting, you know, this is not, you know, we're all finding out about this today, but the Cavs have known about this for more than a week. And so this is something that they've been working through. LeBron has known about it. For more than a week. And one thing you have to realize about Kyrie Irving, he signed this contract that he is on back in 2014 Mm -hmm. before LeBron came back to Cleveland. When he signed this deal, guys, he was presented with the scenario, hey, we're going to build around you. We're going to build like another Phoenix Suns here. David Griffin had just been named the GM. David Blatt had just been named the coach. They sat and they met and they said, you're going to be our guy. You're going to be our Steve Nash. 
and LeBron arrived two weeks later. And over the course of the last couple of years, Kyrie has talked about this, guys, as recently as a month ago, has talked about the, 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 the balance that he's had to make between wanting to be selfish, wanting to be the centerpiece star, and wanting to play alongside a transcendent player and win championships. And so this is something he's gone back and forth on. And in the wake of David Griffin, who he was very close with leaving the organization, he apparently has decided that he doesn't want to go the LeBron route anymore. Well, the line, and you and Woj co-authored this story on ESPN.com, the line that made me jump out of my chair was, third to last paragraph, that Irving considered requesting a trade following the Cavs championship last season, but decided against it. So this has been festering for a while but he said all the right things last year about sacrificing for the team. So was he just putting on a, a happy face when really all along he's just been ready to get out of there as soon as possible? What is it about now? Is it the absence of David Griffith? Or does he know something about LeBron's future where he says, you know what? LeBron's actually not leaving after this year, so let me get up out of here. What's his thinking there? Here's the thing. Nobody knows what LeBron's going to do a year from now. LeBron James doesn't even know. Okay. So nobody really can, can bank anything on that. Here's what I think you just need to realize. His number one idol, the man that he respects above all other other than his father, Kobe, is Kobe Bryant. Yep. When the Cavs won the championship um, two years ago, or a year ago, he came back to the locker room. You know what he did? He FaceTimed Kobe from the winning locker room. So... He sees himself in the mold of Kobe. And whether or not, this isn't exactly like Kobe Shaq, but Michael, this was something that I was thinking could be a possibility down the line with Kyrie and LeBron. I, I was certainly keeping my eye on it. But, but Kyrie gave an interview, two interviews really. One, the night that the Cavs won the title, I mean the uh, Eastern Conference title, and then another one right before the finals where he talked about this conflict that he's had in between them. And he said, I mean, I have the quotes in my story that I ran today. Um, I, I, he said, I'd rather know that I'm competing for a championship with LeBron than be up at 3 in the morning wondering what the direction of my franchise is going to be. And maybe that's something he told himself to get through it. Right. And maybe he's just changed his mind on that. And we'll say this. He hasn't been traded yet. He, th 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 he could change his mind. Now, uh, when Wait, Kyrie could change his mind? He hasn't been traded yet. I mean, I'm pretty sure this is... Him coming and meeting with the Cavs is a pretty final step. But I, I want to point out, the Cavs have three options here. One, they don't have to trade him. He's under contract for two more years. This is the, the route the Lakers went with Kobe back in 2007 mm -hmm. <laughs> when he demanded a trade. Um, they just said, hey, we're going to work through it, and they ended up winning two more titles. They just didn't honor his trade demand. Or they could trade him for young players and draft picks, or they could trade him for veterans. Um, but it's also possible that, like Kobe, uh, Kyrie could change his mind, but you know the Cavs have known this for seven, eight, ten days and yeah. have not traded him. And the news didn't get out, so they weren't exactly out there on the on the on the phone. But when, but when Kobe wanted out, Shaq wasn't. He, Shaq was already gone. And so what I'm saying is, how do you walk this back? Like if you're Kyrie, it's one thing to want out before to get out like this. How do you? How do you? How do they not honor the request as it relates to just the chemistry or the functionality? Or I know LeBron. Who knows what he's going to do? So if you're the Cavs, aren't you kind of between a rock and a hard place here? You got him under contract for three more years, obviously with the player option. But now that this is out there, can you realistically bring him back into this situation? Nothing is impossible in the NBA. But, I mean, I think it's more likely that he gets traded. I'm just saying that Kyrie has had a conflict 
gotcha. with this situation in his head, and he's talked about it. Think, you know, think about how much he spent time talking about it. My guess is he's probably consult. He's consulted Kobe on just about everything he's done. My guess is this didn't catch Kobe by surprise. It did catch LeBron James by surprise. I was going to ask you that next, Wendy. You wrote that LeBron was blindsided, and and I think you said on PTI that devastated. he was devastated. Yeah. That was the, the term that you used. Uh, if if you're LeBron James and you and you and Kyrie have sort of been uh, through this journey together, and LeBron has been trying to mentor him, uh, where does this leave their relationship? Because as Mike said, now that this has been exposed. Right. How is LeBron James supposed to feel about having Kyrie Irving as a teammate? Well, <laughs> wherever Kyrie gets traded, we may have a new Christmas Day game. Because <laughs> I, I really is, – is playing with LeBron easy? No. Is having LeBron in your franchise easy at times? No. But what most teams would tell you, his teammates in the past or his front offices or his coaches, is that the positives outweigh the negatives. That, yes – he can, you know, he can subtweet you, that he can, you know, bark at you in a huddle, that he can, um, you know, make you feel a little bit lower than you are. I mean, ask Kevin Love. My God, nobody's gone through anything like that. But that, you know, generally you would think that there's this positive. And LeBron and Kyrie spoke very positively yeah. about each other in June. Yeah. We're only in July. We're, I'm not going back to an interview from 2015 and trying to, to tug it to make it fit the narrative here. There are quotes from Kyrie in June about wanting to stay together. In fact, when I heard those quotes, I said to myself, you know what? That concern that I had about Kyrie maybe wanting to get away from LeBron, maybe I'll put that on the back burner. And I actually thought maybe if LeBron left in a year and walked away from the Cavs, maybe that would be the window for Kyrie. Maybe right. that would be sort of in a way a gift to Kyrie to say thank you for being my running mate now. I, I'm going to... I, you know, Cleveland wouldn't look at it that way, but it, it left LeBron in the position to do that. So I'm puzzled by the timing of it, especially since we're literally four or five weeks off Kyrie talking about how he'd embrace this situation. And that's why I asked you earlier, does he know something about LeBron's plans? Because it would stand to reason if LeBron were getting out after this year, if he were headed for L.A., as we've been speculating, maybe Kyrie says, you know what, I sucked it up last year, I'll suck it up one more year, and then it's my team. Last question before we let you go, Wendy. So the list that uh, you and Woj and Chris Haynes have all put out that Kyrie gave the team, uh, the Spurs, the Knicks, the Heat, the Timberwolves, uh, I, th I think that's everybody. That's a pretty eclectic list. You got some contenders, and then you got the Knicks, obviously, in it. It, it feels like he just wants away from LeBron because it's not as if those <laughs> other teams don't have either high-profile coaches or executives like a Pop or a Riley or a System or a Culture or a Jimmy Butler or a Kawhi Leonard. It just feels like he wants away from LeBron specifically. Is that your read on his list of teams? <laughs> yeah, well... The, the Warriors and Celtics are ordering champagne tonight, I'll tell you that. Yeah, right. Um, but with all due respect to Kyrie, um, he's not going to get a say in this whatsoever. He has two years left on his contract. It's, you know, he doesn't, that whoever gets him is knows he's going to have him for a while. They're going to have his rights. Um, th there's probably 300 trades that the Cavs could consider. They could call up almost every team in the league and ask for, a, you know, in my mind, you know, with the exception of Lonzo Ball, every team that just drafted a player in the top five or seven in this great draft, the Cavs could call and try to get that player. Um, and probably other uh, things as well. Kyrie is a very valuable trade asset. We just saw Jimmy Butler go 
for a top seven pick and two really good young players. I would think that Kyrie Irving would be in the same situation considering Jimmy Butler had two years left on his contract as well. I think the Cavs can probably go to anywhere they want. The Bulls didn't have to consult Jimmy Butler. The Cavs won't have to consult Kyrie Irving if they decide to trade him. Go get you a glass of water, man. You deserve it. We appreciate <laughs> you it. You act like he's done. I'm sure yeah, we right? won't be on the show. <laughs> Thank uh, you, Wendy. Get services. Thanks, Wendy. Now the Cavs outscored their opponents by nine points per 100 possessions with Kyrie Irving and LeBron James on the court last season. That number dropped just a bit to 4.6 points when just LeBron was on the floor. But when Kyrie was just on the court, the Cavs were outscored by eight points per 100 possessions. Ding, 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 which ding. Which would have ranked last in the league. And with that fine bit of news, we welcome in a Adrian Wojnarowski, um, where is Kyrie coming from with this trade request, Woj? Well, guys, listen, I think this is the trade request is related to LeBron James, but it's not because of LeBron. And, and uh, let me explain it this way. Kyrie sees a situation here where LeBron is uncommitted past 2017 that he has a, and there's a team around him here in Cleveland that is built to play with LeBron, to play slower, uh, to play in the half court. The ball's not in Kyrie's hands up and down the court playing fast. That's not how this team plays around LeBron. And if LeBron leaves in free agency, uh, goes to L.A., goes anywhere else, Kyrie's going to be left behind with a team that does not fit him. And I think what Kyrie is trying to do right now, and, and, and my sources tell me, where his focus is with this trade request is trying to be proactive with his own career. Thank you. And uh, again, and Brian's, Brian said it earlier, uh, you know, when he signed his extension, LeBron wasn't there yet. He came in, they won a lot together. I think right now that if LeBron was committed going forward and he knew LeBron would be here, that this probably wouldn't be happening right now. That makes a hell of a lot more sense. Thank you, Woj, because what I was saying earlier when LeBron was blindsided and disappointed and devastated, I said, well, LeBron got some nerve being blindsided by anybody's career move, seeing as though LeBron does what LeBron wants to do. So if you're saying that he's trying to get out before he's left high and dry, that makes so much more sense from Kyrie's perspective than simply saying, I don't want to be riding shotgun all the way to the finals with LeBron James. If he's looking at it like, I can't count on LeBron to be here after this year. Many an organization knows what that's like when LeBron leaves you. We just pointed out what it's like when LeBron's not on the court with him. That said, give us some destinations. Chris Haynes gave us the list earlier. Knicks, Heat, uh, Timberwolves. Um, who am I missing? Spurs. Yeah, Spurs. What, what's the most likely destination if the Cavs do indulge this trade offer? Or trade request, excuse me. It's, it's way... Th- it, you know, it's way too early to lay out what the most likely place is because Kyrie has no say in this. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, if Cleveland's going to do a deal, they've got to do it based on the best possible return. And that's going to be after negotiations and talk with teams. But sources tell me that the Spurs have been on his mind, that that is a situation uh, that really intrigues him. Certainly being able to partner, you know, potentially with Kawhi Leonard, uh, you know, would have great value to any point guard in the league. But there are other teams on the list. There, there are other teams he's open to. Uh, I was told that in the meeting with the Cavaliers uh, last week, there were lots of different scenarios discussed, different teams. Uh, but in the end, he doesn't have a no-trade clause. And, and Cleveland can, and, and they're already doing that, you know, starting to entertain phone calls in uh, for potential deals as the story got out today. 
you know, teams are already reaching out. All right, well, <laughs> speaking of phone calls, we know your phone's blowing up. So hit us up if you got anything else, and we'll, we'll put you right in the show, okay? Thank you for the time. All right, Kyrie Irving is coming off a career year despite playing next to LeBron with career highs in points per game, points created, and field goal percentage. He's also under contract, as Woj mentioned, for the next two seasons with a player option in the final year of his deals. That's so, my point. So and now, I, and that, I feel so much better. I'm, timing is everything, Jamel. I'm so glad we heard from Wendy and Woj before my rebuttal to your opening statement about how you felt about this because what I was going to say minutes ago was that to sound like Melvin and Baby Boy, Kyrie's being young and dumb. As in, he doesn't know what he doesn't know yet. It turns and out he's a little bit smarter than maybe Well, that's the thing. And, and that makes a lot of sense if you're saying, look, I get the sense or I'm not sure about whether LeBron's going to be here. And I don't want to be here with all due respect to Kevin. Just me, Kevin, and, a, and a, you know, Kobe Altman as GM with Dan Gilbert being as fickle as he is. <laughs> if that's what he's doing, I understand it. Because I'm looking at the fact that we just pointed out he averaged 25 points per game. You know where the highest use, usage percentage on the Cavaliers in the clutch last year? That would be Kyrie Irving, 36.2 to LeBron's 32.1. You know who took the most shots in the clutch by 17, if my math is right? Kyrie Irving over LeBron James. So to me, if you're Kyrie Irving, you may want to be out from under LeBron's shadow, but it's more important to get your shine on the biggest stage under the brightest lights. Kyrie Irving can be seen as just as vital to the Cavaliers championship because you were with LeBron James in the finals. When you play with LeBron, you got a one-way ticket to the finals, especially in the Eastern Conference, year in and year out. And that's where legends are made. What you do in the finals echoes it's, throughout eternity. Well, that's so, where LeBron's legend is made. But Kyrie's as well. Kyrie can't go for 40 in the finals if you ain't there. Right. I, and I get that. But, and look, I didn't want to, uh, I guess, to clarify what I said earlier. Like, I didn't want to make it seem like this was personal. Like, he doesn't all of a sudden, he doesn't like LeBron James anymore. I didn't think it was about that. I think it was about him being selfish, as LeBron has done throughout his whole career. But that's, but LeBron, that's not smart. It's what? not smart for you how to say, I want to be... When you just pointed how out how smart? bad the Cavs are with him off the court. Right. With LeBron off the court but and just Kyrie. maybe that's because the, the team, as Woj pointed out, is built around LeBron. Maybe. Or maybe it's because Kyrie Irving, love his game, best finisher in the game around the basket, awesome offensive player, born to get buckets, as we know. Maybe because Kyrie Irving is not a great defensive player and not the best at making his teammates better, not a pure point guard. But, maybe but it's hard to make teammates better that were not picked for you. That's fine. But when those teammates, whoever was picked, however you got there, you get to the finals every year, and you're in the conversation for finals MVP, to me that should be more important than having my own team. Kobe, Kobe wanted out you, when he didn't have enough help. When you and then think he got you're more as help. great as the person you're playing next to, you want your own team. That'd be like you getting your own show and leaving me. <laughs> League sources tell ESPN's Chris Haynes that Kyrie Irving gave the Cavaliers a list of four teams he'd want to be traded to. No trade. And the New never York no Knicks, <laughs> Miami Heat, Minnesota Timberwolves, and the San Antonio Spurs. Keep your list. And with that report, what a perfect day for new Knicks GM Scott Perry to be joining us. Now, Scott, we are very aware, very well aware of the tampering rules, so we know that you're sort of limited in what you, what you can say. But give us your e immediate reaction upon hearing the report that Kyrie wanted to be traded or asked for a trade out of the Cavs. Well, again, uh, and you just mentioned it in your lead, uh, it's nothing that I can really comment on and can't really share an emotion or an opinion on that right now. So we'll just have to see what plays out going forward. Well, and not that you need help because you're obviously very, you know, uh, well-schooled and you've been at this for a long time. But FYI, Kyrie and Tristan Thompson for Carmelo and Porzingis, that works in our trade machine. 
just in case just, just throwing it out there. there. <laughs> you know, if you needed any kind of uh, you know help with scenarios and whatnot, you know. So <laughs> I, I love this nervous sounds, laughter sounds, of yours. <laughs> no, 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 it, no, no. It, it, it sounds like we probably should switch chairs. Is probably what. It, yeah. What well, now, uh, w- in looking forward, one of the situations you have to deal with right now is obviously Carmelo Anthony. There's a report out uh, that he is willing to waive his trade kicker, perhaps as more incentive to get you guys to deal him to Houston or perhaps even Cleveland. Um, but just tell us right now, where do things stand in terms of your relationship with Carmelo Anthony? Uh, we're, we're just continuing to have dialogue with he and, and uh, his people and, and uh, his representatives, and uh, we'll continue to do so. And, uh, and like we've you know, said since, since I've been here, and Steve has continued to say, if there's something that will make sense um, for both sides, then we'll look at it. If it if it doesn't, then we won't. When's the last time you talked to Melo? Uh, I I don't want to get into to share you know the the intimacies of our process, but uh, in in terms of that. But again, like I said, we, we're we're in communication. Um, you know, with uh, with with he and his group. Well, you know, there's no shortage of sources or reports coming out of New York. One of them was that you guys had put that whole process on pause, that you wanted to maybe reassess and, and, and talk to him and see whether or not you brought him back before moving on with trade talks. How would you characterize the situation? Is it active? Is it still, you know, ongoing in terms of discussions? Or have you guys just kind of stepped back and said, you know, we'll, we'll revisit this later on down the road? Because it seems like by all accounts, he's already got his mind made up that he wants out. Where, what's your mentality as it relates to how active these no. trade talks are? No, I, I, again, uh, you know, we, we, there's a lot of time in front of us right now. And uh, like I said, we're just going to continue to do our due diligence and, 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 and keep the lines of communication open uh, with all sides involved. And it will take its natural course. Now, the other situation um, is with Chris Stapps Porzingis. Uh, obviously, there was a lot of reports about his sort of negative feelings toward the Knicks organization, given that he skipped out on Phil Jackson's exit meeting. And the two sides, as in the Knicks and his camp, uh, seem to have some uh, very sparse dialogue, if you will. Where do things stand in, in terms of your relationship or the Knicks' relationship with Chris Stapps Porzingis? Oh, again, you know, we're... There's nothing I can look back on, and so it's hard for me to comment anything on that. I'm looking forward. Uh, obviously, excited about the opportunity to get a chance to, to work with someone like Kristaps and continue to watch him grow and develop as a player. And uh, that's kind of where we're at right now. Scott, I've known you a, a long time uh, back from your days in Detroit. And when your name first uh, began, began, began getting associated with the Knicks job, I thought I had a little bit of mixed feelings because while you certainly deserve the opportunity, New York has been known for a certain level of dysfunction. A lot of that dysfunction uh, has been pep- perpetuated by the owner in James Dolan. So did you have any reservations about taking this job given how James Dolan's relationship has been with his management structure in the past and the lack of success? No, I really did not. Uh, again, uh, Steve Mills, who, who I worked with very closely with during this process, I have a lot of trust and, and faith in him. The organization has, has, has uh, been uh, very welcoming of me. Uh, I'm very confident in who I am as a person. I'm confident in the vision that's been set here and uh, and feel really good 
about uh, having the narrative about the New York Knicks be a positive one uh, going forward in terms of uh, whether it be functionality, whether it be uh, 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 the ability to uh, attract players here in the future. I just really feel good about the situation. And, and again, when you, and then when you talk about New York City, uh, there's not a better city in the world, and I'm just excited to be a part of it and excited to to uh, take on the challenge and, again and making this uh, a special franchise again. I know it's still early, but what have your interactions with James Dolan been like? I, I, I have not met with him uh, yet, but uh, I'm looking forward to that. You had not met with him since you took the job, you mean? Yes. Got you, got you. But you obviously you met with him before you took the job. No, no I've, 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 I've dealt very closely with Steve Mills throughout the process. Oh, it's really just been Steve. So it's been since, but yes, 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 it has. Gotcha. Hey, we appreciate you joining us. Thank you for taking uh, time away. We, I'm sure your phone's been blowing up. Call Kyrie back or Mello, and then when they when they give you something, you come back to us and, and give us a scoop. All right. <laughs> all right, we'll do. You take care. But thank, thank you so much for having me today. Thanks, guys. Hasn't aged a day. Vince Carter, thank you for for joining us uh, from Daytona, Florida. I appreciate where the, that, first of all. Oh, appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, where the Daytona Tortugas minor league baseball team will honor Craig Sager tonight. And you're on hand, I believe, to throw out the ceremonial first pitch. We'll talk about that in a moment. Yes. Um, but first, big news of the day, Kyrie Irving. Uh, he demanded a trade from the Cavaliers. Apparently it happened last week, but the media is just now finding out now. Uh, what's your reaction uh, to, to Kyrie wanting out of uh, Cleveland? I mean, hearing that, uh, I, it's, 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 it's wowing. But I tell you, you know, when we hear things like that, as fans, we want the band to always stay together. I and mean, we want them to, to, you know, to win as many championships as possible. But at some point, there's, as athletes, we want to accomplish other goals, maybe that the fans don't want to, to see or, or don't understand sometimes. So maybe in Kyrie's mind, that's something he wants to do is, a, is now accomplish some things on his own as maybe the only star. So it is, it is surprising, but you know, we have to respect it. But what's interesting about it, though, Vince, is, and obviously you played and you know, it's like a guy says, I want my own team. I want to be the lead dog. And then when they're not winning, oh, give me some help. It's like I, he, he's not right. in fear. He, he may not be the best player in the world, but LeBron doesn't win without him. They don't accomplish what they've accomplished the last few Absolutely. years without him. So it just kind of feels like this whole Agreed. whose team is it thing is like it's overblown. Kevin Durant just said, you know what, I, I'm going and joining up with this team because I want to win. I want to play with them. So I guess I just don't understand right. how cats are so caught up with wanting to be yeah. the man, but yet you still want to win. So which one is it? I agree with that, and that's what I'm saying. Sometimes when you when you step on the other side of that fence, maybe the grass isn't as green as you think it is. So it just depends on what he's looking for. I, I mean, he has a great opportunity. I think they have something there that they've built that's been special and they can continue and to, to make it to the finals. But maybe it's something bigger than that that we don't know about, uh, you know, for this to happen. Because right now I, I yeah. think we all look at it like, wow, why? But at the same time, it could be something in there that we really don't know about that can possibly come out later on. That's true. Um, so the Sacramento Kings, you and I, obviously Zach Randolph, a couple of vets yeah. just signed up there, uh, along with George Hill. It's like George Hill. Yeah. What, what yeah. do you think about about this group? Uh, a lot of guys that's half your age on this team. But what would you constitute as a successful season for the Kings this year uh, in a loaded Western Conference? We're, we're, 
And I'm, and I'm going to say it. We're still shooting for the playoffs because, I mean, I, I think that's what you have to do. You have to set your mentality high uh, and you set your goals high. And, and with these young guys, the one thing that I was impressed with leading up into the draft and seeing these guys before I even knew I was going to play in Sacramento is they're, they're hungry. They want to win and they're willing to learn. So once I saw them with uh, Sacramento, I, I went out to Vegas and, and just to sit down and talk with these guys. And they were they were they welcomed me with open arms, first and foremost, as the older statesman. But at the same time, they like teach me. I'm ready to learn. And, and that's all you can ask for. And, and, and I mean, of course, we got a Carolina guy, Justin Jackson. We also have a Duke guy in Harry Giles. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you have the De'Aaron Fox who played extremely well, and a lot of the, and Frank Mason as well. So these guys are hungry, wanting to learn, and that's what it's all about. I mean, it's just an opportunity for myself, Zach, George. Uh, even Costa Cuba, some of the older guys on the team, to kind of lead these young guys who want to win, who want to learn how to play the NBA game, and that's and that's what all you can ask for. As we mentioned a moment ago, you're there in Daytona uh, with the Daytona Tortugas mm -hmm. who are honoring Craig yes. Sager tonight. Um, what's your favorite, maybe Craig Sager uh, memory? It's so tough to pick one because I've had, I've been lucky enough to have been interviewed by him so many times, and you know we always see the clips of of, of the suits and we see the the shirts that we're wearing today. But that's who he was, and he was very comfortable in his skin and very confident. And you know what? He took pride in his work. And I had some of the best interviews ever with him, and, and some of the reporting that he's done. And I go back and I always see some of the videos that we've done. It was like, man, this is unbelievable work and, and he was always great to talk to and when he made his comeback and I know he didn't he was one of those guys uh, at the finals what that's two years ago he didn't even want to want to be recognized he just wanted to go about his business he was happy to be back and I was I was fortunate enough to be there and and watch him work live on the other side as a basketball player being interviewed by him it's always great of course but now to be on the other side of, of the microphone and to see him in action and watch him work was great so it's, it's, it was more than my pleasure to be out here today with the Tortugas. Of course, this is my hometown of Daytona Beach, as you know, but uh, to, to really support the Sega Strong Foundation and, and Stacy, who is here, and her kids, and it's just a great opportunity. All right, well, good luck tonight throwing out that first yeah, pitch because it's, if it's bad, we're going to clown you. That's <laughs> all right. I, I, I know that already. <laughs> Appreciate me. you, man. All right. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. <laughs> Meanwhile, while we're over here fretting about Kyrie Irving and uh, his trade demand to the Cavs and figuring out possibilities, he is living his best life traveling around Asia, posting pics all over the ground. Good for him. Looking unaffected, that's for sure. Dave McMenamin might have had a vacation plan, and here we go on a Friday. <laughs> <You know? laughs> if not for this news, that's for sure. So, so, did, oh, uh, I'm sorry. All right, so I was going to say, so Dave, um, make sense of this for us. Uh, why does Kyrie Irving want out? Yeah, I mean, I was, I was going to be relaxing on this Friday afternoon, but if I can follow up half man, half amazing and talk to you guys, it works out okay. <laughs> Kyrie Irving has decided sometime in, in really the last six weeks since the, the Cavs played in the NBA Finals against the Golden State Warriors that, you know what, at this stage of his life, this stage of his career, he just does not want to continue to be a, you know, a, a running mate alongside LeBron James. He wants to be the featured player. The question mark, though, as Chris Haynes has reported on the four teams that he would go to, you're talking about the Miami Heat, the San Antonio Spurs, the Minnesota Timberwolves, and the New York Knicks, is, is two of those teams, certainly the Spurs and, and, and the Timberwolves, he wouldn't be the runaway leading player on that team. Bingo. So uh, still trying to make, make sense of, of why now. And why those teams, I think the uh, you connect the dots and you look at the summer of 2018 and 
if Kyrie believes LeBron James will no longer be with the Cavs next summer, he probably figures that, you know what, there's no way the Cavs organization will get rid of both me and LeBron in the same summer. They just won't let that happen. Mm -hmm. And so perhaps this is a preemptive strike to try to find himself in a better situation than he could find a year from now. Well, and for what it's worth, Ian Begley, obviously not for what it's worth, but in terms of what he's hearing from the Knicks, uh, they would go with Melo and future picks. Uh, some in the organization are inclined to include future picks, but they're not inclined as an organization to trade Chris Stapps for Zingas, obviously. Are the Cavs inclined to honor Kyrie Irving's trade request, or do you expect that if they don't get the offer that blows them away, they bring the band back together and tell them to work it out? Right. Now, I, I can say this based on my reporting. The Cavs did include Kyrie Irving in trade scenarios uh, back in, in late June and, and early July. It, it was never a case where another team called up and said, okay, how about we insert Kyrie Irving into the deal, and then the Cavs just hung up the phone. So that leads me to believe that, sure, they are going to continue to feel all the offers are going to flood in now okay. from around the league when they hear that a 25-year-old who averages 26 points per game is on the market. But will they actually pull the trigger? I'm not so sure. He's such an affordable commodity. Uh, at at what he brings to the game, making around $20 million per year at his age, that I, I think by no means is this a uh, absolute that he will be traded. Interesting. Uh, we had to see what type of deals that the Cavs get on their plate. We saw this. Who was Kyrie Irving's uh, mentor and, and role model? Kobe Bryant. And Kobe Bryant said he'd rather play on Pluto than play for the Los Angeles Lakers. And what happened after that? He retired he played for the Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> right. won, won two more titles, right. made three more NBA Finals appearances. So we had to see this play out. But you look at the Cleveland Cavaliers as a team coming out, three straight Finals appearances, winning the championship two years ago, and you go, man, this is what winning looks like? What yeah, does right. it look like in an organization that isn't winning? And, uh, you know, we're just trying to make sense of it all. First world problems. Well, look, if they were trying to flip him in trade scenarios, maybe they are looking to appease LeBron no matter how long or short he'll be there. Hey, Dave McMenamin, thank you so much for the insight, man. And uh, try to have a relaxing weekend as best you can. (laughs) You can check out Michael Phelps this Sunday in Phelps versus Shark. Great gold versus great white. As well as in Shark School with Michael Phelps. That's July 30th on Discovery. Michael, how did this idea first come about? Swimming a shark? Uh, I mean... For me, it was it was something I always wanted to do. This is an like I mean, it's an infatuation I've had for, I mean, almost twenty years, fifteen, sixteen years, and and you know, watching Shark Week, um, seeing all of these sharks, I wanted to get in and race these or be in the water with these amazing animals. So, for me, this was just uh, kind of a no-brainer when I had the opportunity and um, got to see some pretty amazing sharks up close and personal. Now, what was it like? the very first time you got into the water to see up close and personal what these sharks look like? Uh, I mean, honestly, like, you see these animals on TV, and, and, I mean, I think once you see them up close, it's a completely different feeling. Um, For me, when I saw a great white up close and personal, I was um, surprised a little bit about their length. But I was, more, I was more amazed by how wide they are. The girth of the shark, a great white in particular, is so big. Um, and watching them breach and watching them sort of in their own natural environment was uh, just, just true, absolute excitement. Oh, yeah, I was going to ask you, how did the nerves compare racing a shark versus getting in the pool at the Olympics? Obviously, when, 
the whites are th- like thrashing into the cage. They were all riled up and, and super excited. But, I mean, a lot of the other sharks that I saw were so almost calm. Um, you know, being able to have uh, 13-foot hammerheads swim over the top of my head uh, when I'm laying on the bottom of the ocean floor or a nurse shark laying on my leg. Um, just sort of everything uh, that, that I was able to encounter uh, was a mind-blowing experience. What was your training, I guess, like uh, to get prepared for this race? I think the only thing that I was really worried about the most was probably the cold water. I think that was the one thing I had to mentally prepare myself for. Uh, and and, and kind of once I got over that, it was easy. Um, you know, the, the obviously the initial shock and diving in 53, 55 degree water is um, eye-opening, so to say. I guess it's, I mean... It's cold. I mean, that's absolutely freezing. That's like what we would do our ice baths in. But trying to swim fast in that temperature water is, uh, it's probably the toughest race that I've ever had to do. Um, I mean, me being used to 78 to 80 degree water and swimming in water that cold, um, like I said, your body goes into shock. And and I was just trying to get the race over with as fast as I could to get out and warm up. Are you sure about 2020? You sure? You got a lot going on, but are you sure about 2020? I'm not coming back. I got no desire to. Uh, it'll be fun to, to kind of watch everybody else. I don't miss the, the, the grind and the routine. I certainly don't miss, you know, training 15,000 yards a day or 15,000 <laughs> meters a day and uh, eat, sleep, swim. I do not miss that. Okay. All right. All right. Well, we, we can't wait to see what you race next. I mean, who knows? This might be the, the beginning of something. <laughs> Recapping our top story of the day, our top three stories of the day, Kyrie Irving has requested a trade from the Cavaliers, a move which reportedly blindsided and devastated his teammate LeBron James. This is after game four of the Eastern Conference Finals. It hasn't been anything short or difficult of trying to figure out when, um, you know, when will it be my time? When when will it, you know, and, and the honest answer for me is that I, can, I cannot give any energy to anything that people say would be best for the team or even sometimes what I think would be best. My job is to be in the moment, especially with an unbelievable player like him. You you have to just enjoy the ride just as much. Individual goals that you have to just push to the side because this uh, this team, is it, nothing's promised. And, and who knows what would happen down the line. And this is probably hands down the best team that I've ever played with. Well, it was all, all right. good a month ago. <laughs> it really was. And you and I just have, have disagreed about this desire um, to be the man. When you put up the numbers that he's put up in the circumstances which he's put them up, namely the finals, I guess, look, to each his own. He has to take control of his own destiny. I guess I just don't see what else you would want when he has the best yeah. of both worlds, winning and he's a I star. Mean, this is about perception. This is about how people perceive Kyrie Irving. A lot of people think that he is a star but maybe not somebody who is worth building a franchise around. Because I'm telling you, most great players, we have a thousand conversations in the NBA about stars needing to take control of their own destiny. Can I ask you a question? Mm. If he goes to the Spurs, is he the best player on the team? Is he the star? No, but guess what? He's the face of it. Is he? Yes, he is. I think the guy that doesn't say anything is still a face, if not the head coach. But the pro- system is the star in San Antonio. It's a different who kind of star, by the way. It's a different kind of star. Right? It's not somebody always drawing in all the attention. Well, I think we'll still be talking about this on Monday. Yeah. What an offseason. What a show. That's it for the six. Sports Center continues on ESPN News. Up next, MLS action. Hi, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs>